Okay, we're on uh, the last Amud of Dafnam Vav. Begins a new Mimer with a quote from the end of the Parsh of Shlach. It says, I am Hashem, your God, took you out of Now, we have a general rule based on the Gemara that anytime it says, Ani Hashem, the suggestion is that I am Hashem, that you can trust me to fulfill all rewards promised. So the question is, why in this Pasuk does it say Ani Hashem twice? And why is it only by this mitzvah specifically of tzitzis? Now, in general, in Torah, it says that hayoyim la'asoysam, now is the time for doing, hayoyim in no'ilam haba'ah, in no'ilam hazam, l'machar, in the future, is l'kabo scharam, you'll receive your reward. That's a reference to the time of ganid and tchiyas ha'mesim. So the question is, what is this reward that we are talking about when the Neshama sit in Gan Eden and they have the great tainug of being by Hashem, like the Neshamas of our forefathers, of Amitzchan Yaakov, and Aaron, and so on. Uh, why does it have to be invested in this physical world at all? And also, why is there a distinction between a higher level of Gan Eden and the lower level of Gan Eden and all the different individual levels that are, exist within it. And the Tchiyas HaMesim, though, is equal for all of Yisrael. Like it says in the, in the Mishnah, And who doesn't have Olam Haba are those who deny Tchiyas HaMesim because that's Now, in the Bracha of Mitzvahs, we say, Asher, Asher, meaning from the word for richness, and uh, alignment, pleasure, like Ashrei, which is the source of all mitzvahs. What does this mean? Tainig is found in the Gashmias, in the ordinary things. Like we see, there's a Tainig in every one of our abilities. There's a Tainig in visual, there's a Tainig in audio, there's the Tainig of aroma, the Tainig of speech, and there's an infinite level of forms of Tainig, from beautiful uh, visual pictures, from a beautiful voice, from delicious foods, and so on, and so on. There is, in every form within Gashmias, <clears throat> there is the Psalus and the Tainik of a, of a spiritual level. That is, there's a spiritual Tainik that manifests itself in an ordinary fashion in a tangible sense in this physical world. Now, if we dig down into the MS, the Tainik Gashmi is an expression of the Tainik Ruchni, like the statement in the, the Medrash, that there's no blade of grass down here that doesn't have a mazel above. That is, the sweetness found in the, the vegetation in this physical world is the product of the sweetness of the mazel that is causing it to grow. And it is only a very secondary quality from the tining of godliness that the neshamas enjoy that are thus enjoyed within the physical world. Because in Eilam Haza, which is a very lowly level, elokus is often hidden. For example, the klipa, the shell of a fruit that conceals the fruit, and similarly in Olam Haza and all that is filled within it, as we see that every, we, we encounter the yeshes of the matter, and if we dig deep underneath the klipa, we'll find the kedusha, the ayin with, that's buried within that yeshes. Similarly, or therefore, in the time of Mashiach, it says in the Paskin Zechariah, that I will uproot the spirit of impurity from the land and the <clears throat> new heavens and the new earth that I will make, regarding which we say that now the heavens are like a thick cloud, that is, that the tiny within them <clears throat> is uh, what is concealed. And all we get is a shallow manifestation of that tiny here in this physical world. Like it says in the Gemara, that chutz or it's outside of Eretz Yisrael is only a little bit of a taste of what goes on in Eretz Yisrael.
Now, this is what it says, that those who come before Hashem's name are sanctified. That is, that there are the malachim are called those who come close. And the word for come close is the word for the innards, uh, for the digestive system. As just as the digestive system clears out the waste and retains only the beneficial aspects, so too, this is what the malachim do. They clear out the unnecessary of the physical world and they identify the spiritual. Metaphorically, this is what goes on within the person. Just like when a person ingests food, his innards go to work to isolate and identify the nourishment and to discard the waste. So too, there are the malachim that they identify the divine characteristic and they discard the waste through the histalshalis. And that's what manifests itself down here in what is only the, quote, waste of the spiritual that uh, results in the gold and the silver of this world. And this is what it means when it says, Yarshem Panavelecha, that we ask that Hashem should shine from the Panim, from the Pneumius. We shouldn't just get the sort of sloppy seconds, we should get the essential divinity that Hashem uh, sends to us directly. And this is what it says in the Gemara by, regarding the, the episode in Rabbi Akiva and his compatriots saw the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash and that the Romans were sitting there in a state of luxury, that there were others were crying, and Rabbi Kiva was laughing. And he said, look, if these people who violate God's will have such pleasure, imagine us who fulfill God's will. For that is that we work sort of backwards. We see the remnant, and we imagine what the, the essence truly is, that Hashem's greatness is unfathomable, literally that what we see is only the psalis, so the tangible, appreciable characteristics represent only a shallow manifestation of this godliness. And when we are we are in compliance with God's will, then we reach a far greater level. We reach the panemius of the Tanaka Elyain that radiates within Tyran Mitzvahs, which is unimaginable and unfathomable. What is it then that allows us or can can enable us to, to reach this level? Uh, that is, if the violators of God's will can have such um, pleasures like the Romans were enjoying, we can certainly have far greater pleasures of pleasure of the spiritual. How can this be? Uh, this is what Shlom HaMelech says in Mishle, that the spider grasps with her hands when she's in a king's palace. That is, like the darkness comes into the light. What happens here when it comes down to this physical world? So we can draw out a greater light from this darkness. And this is similar to what it says in the, in, in this, in, in the writings of our sages, uh, that the place where the Balshuva stands, uh, that is the place that is the opposite of holiness, that's even the, um, the, the tzaddik and gemurim can't stand. That is, that there is this uh, sense of darkness that evokes this great cry that since the Balchuva has been distant from Hashem, this is what evokes this great cry. And this is what the Pusik means when it says, my soul longs for you at night, that this physical world, which is comparable to night, which is darkness, this is what gives us the opportunity to have a greater light that should be cry- called out in a more in an uh, overwhelming form of love. And this is also what's explained in other places, that there are two types of pleasure before the king. One is from its fulfillment, and the other is that when you see his son who's distant, and the king hasn't seen him for so long, and now the king is reunited with the son, this evokes a great joy and pleasure. So too is comparable to the idea of tshuva, and the same idea of how the divine 
pleasures are brought down here into this physical world through the process of the Shviras HaKelim, that this great level of, of pleasure in Tainug is brought down here into this physical world and in, embedded within the ordinary physical pleasures in order for them to be uplifted afterwards. And this same thing goes on in the spiritual world, that the Eifanim cry out with great excitement, and they are paralleled by the Shrafim, these different stages of angels. Why is it that they cry out? They cry out because godliness is concealed. Whereas the Shrafim, who are like uh, resting in their mother's lap, which is a, a suggestive of a great revelation of divine light that is revealed in this physical world, the, stat, the, the standing place of the Shrafim, they stand without this uh, excitement and they declare Kodosh, that they grasp how Hashem is Kodosh and distinct. Like it says in the Pasuk, I am Hashem, I do not change. That there is no change in the very essence of Hashem, neither before creation nor after creation, because the source of all of creation is only this mild expression, which is called the Orein Sof, comparable to the sunlight that doesn't change the sun at all, doesn't diminish the sun. As it's explained, that is the power of the cause or in that which it is caused down here in this physical world, which is only the consequence of what Hashem has done. However, the Eifanim and the Chayes HaKodesh, these lofty levels of angels, which are in the worlds that are below this world of being in the lap of Hashem, where there isn't this great revelation of Godliness, therefore there is great clamoring. Like the idea of crying out with this great intensity that we have established in the lead up to the recitation of the Shema, and then we say the Vihafta, that it should be, as we read it in the morning davening, with this great enthusiasm. Now, when we have this uh, innovation that comes from down here, Susa de Lasata, with this great clamoring, it draws down from above a level of Shar. Shar can be read like a Shin, and it can also be read as Sar uh, with a Sin, depending on where you put the dot, on the right side or the left side. So we find two psukim, one in Tilim that says, Zeha Shar Lahashem, and one where it says in Daniel, the hairs on his head are like the white wool. What does this mean? The, the analogy of the sar or the hair is that it grows out from the brain, but it's so shallow, it's such a diminished form of divine light that when you cut the hair, of course, you don't feel any discomfort, any pain. Now, Tyre is called the sairois because like, <clears throat> it says in Shirashirim that it is as black as a raven. And the idea is that it is the piling, it's a manifestation of the wording, taltelim, black as a raven, which is tili tilim, piles of piles of Allah. Because Torah comes from Hashem's wisdom. And this is drawn down from the loftiest of levels, the source of all Tainugim that is called Sa'ara, the hairs, because the source of this pleasure is the Asmus itself. And it is not comparable to the way it is down here in this physical world that a person has uh, pleasure from something that he re that he receives, even from the tithing of the Shaman and Haba, he receives only a small ray, a zivashina, which is not the case of the Abishta himself, that there is nothing outside of him. He's the knower, the knowledge, and so forth. And therefore, the tainig, that is the atmos of tainig, is that it comes from the very essence. We're now in Dafim Zainam and Gimel. And this is called the source of all Tainugim, because it is the source of all that brings down even to the physical Tainugim of this world. However, this revelation of Tainug is only manifest through the Tzimtzum. 
that it compresses the tainik so it should radiate in the chachm of teda. And this is called cytus, comparable to the idea of tzimtzum of the cyrus, the hairs that grow from the brain. Now, this is also the idea of the tiny of the neshama at Ganeidim, which is also from the grasping of Teda, like we know that in the, quote, lower introductory level of Ganeidim, it is the study of the primus of Teda that is revealed to us, and at the higher level, Ganeidim Elyon, it's Rosen de Rosen, it's the higher, higher level. So what we have is only like the hairs. It's a, just the glimmer and insight into it. However, the mitzvahs, which are even loftier, that is, that are drawn down from the very essence of tiny, that is higher than the revelation of the tiny, that is otherwise compressed into the situs. And it's drawn out in Chachma, like it says in the in, um, in Pashtus Kisovay about the, quote, curses, that they come because we did not celebrate Mirav call from the overwhelming good, that is, from a level that is higher than the pleasures of godliness, which is the Ganed Ne'elyein, which is the Tzimtzum, that Hashem creates this world only with the Yud, the smallest of letters. So what we get down here, as lofty as it is, is only a mild insight into what is truly going on. That's in the Torah level. But in the mitzvah level, we get Mamash, the essence of Hashem. Regarding which it says, his garments are as white as snow, that the mitzvahs are these garments. What does this mean? That just like a garment that conceals the person who is enclosed within it, so too the origin of the mitzvah is the source of all the true tainig alignment. That word pleasure is too shallow. <clears throat> it is the idea that it is hidden. It's not revealed to us in a comparable manner, but it is drawn down <coughs> <coughs> excuse me, through the mitzvahs mitzvahs, because the 613 mitzvahs of Torah combined with the seven mitzvahs that are and gives you 620, which is the 620 pillars of light. Al-Derech Mashal, like a pillar that attaches the floor to the ceiling because the top is rooted in the bottom. So therefore, through the fulfillment of mitzvahs, we draw down from the very essence of our alignment, that that's the word tainig, that which cannot be revealed through the intellect. And this is the idea that is represented in the karbonis, that the bringing of a physical animal atones for a sin. Like it says in Tillam, a person and an animal are redeemed by Hashem. They bring the carbonus before Hashem. Why? Because it is an actual part of Hashem. And when we injure our relationship with Hashem, we injure Hashem himself in Havaya, that is the creator, the Mahava. And through this sin that he draws down, this highest that uh, aligns him in a place that is not fitting, and the atonement is through the level of coming to Lifnei Havaya, the Yud Gimom where Hashem can even tolerate sin. And this cannot be drawn down except through bringing the animal that is through the Gashmias. Because that which is lowest is tied to that which is highest. The higher, the higher it is, the deeper it falls. So to an animal, which is less than a human being who is able to communicate, illustrates that its origin is loftier, but it's fallen down through the process of Shvira Sakelim. And therefore an animal which is beneath the intellect of a person, but is rooted in a level higher, it's specifically empowered through the carbonize to bring about this level that brings the person or reinstates the person to a level closer to Hashem. So too by the mitzvah of tzedakah, like it says, that the act of tzedakah produces peace. And the idea of peace is understood from the term that says, that he makes peace between the officer of water and the officer of fire, that is, through the revelation of something that is beyond this bifurcation of the Hishtalshalis, like a mashpi and a makabala, which are ordinarily two opposites. So through tzedakah, we create shalom. 
Sholem in the higher and Sholem in the lower, like it brings together the wealthy and the poor and so on. And this helps us understand this term that is the garment that is as white as snow, like snow, <clears throat> which is a, a, a divided up into the individual snowflakes, and then it accumulates, it literally snowballs. So too in Staka, like it says, he is garbed in Sadaka. And the analogy being that just like a garment is a combination of individual pieces, so too the tzedakah combines, called prutu prutu mitzdarefes, it combines to a great uh, totality. That from many together, it becomes something large. Now the mitzvah of tzitzis is paralleling all of mitzvahs. Like we know that the, the word tzitzis is the gamash of 600, plus the eight strings and the five knots, the 613. Why? Because the idea of the tzitzis is these two ideas. It is both the garment and it is uh, the hairs of the head because the talus itself uh, is, the, is the cape of the king. It's the idea of the garment, like it says in the Gemara, that Hashem is, is enclosed within it like a talus, uh, like a shliach uh, tibor wears. And this is what it says in explanation of that, in the Marsha, who explains this Agarit. It says in the Sefer Ayoshna of Chachma that is, that is uh, passed on, I have found that when it says that Hashem is enwrapped in this garment, this white talus, that is, he's uh, enwrapped in the creation of the world, regarding which it says he is enwrapped like a light of a garment, that it radiates from the end of the world to the other end, end quote. The tzitzis are like the hairs, because the 32 strings are like the 32 pathways of Chachma. And the, the explanation being that it's comparable to a pathway through which we traverse from place to place, so to above. There are all of these numerous pathways through which we express this tiny of Chachma, and these are the Sidus el these are these uh, hairs that we explained uh, are the comparison of the, of the level of the hairs of the head. We're now in Daphne Zainam and Gimel. Now, it says regarding tzitzis, so Laman Tzizkari should remember them and do them. This means that it should be a manner of the masculine, that is the giver. Remember, we made the analogy of remembering in the masculine. <clears throat> because uh, without this, the Jewish people who are makabel, that they long to be close to their husband. But, and through this, they become the benefactor, the mashpia. That is, that they draw down the orange safe and Teda. Like it says in the Pasik, Teda Tzivalana Moisha Moidosha. Do not just read it as Moidosha and inheritance, Elam Ursa, but it's like an engagement that the Teda is called the bride. And one who was engaged in the Torah is called a master of Torah, like it says in the Zahir Maradia Then this is comparable to what it says that it is a wellspring of Chachma in the Zahir, that Davra Melech. Uh, attached the Torah from above with Hashem, that he drew down this presence of the Orein Saif into Chachma, and this is what it means that we engage in Torah Lishma. What does Lishma mean in the sake of the Torah itself? Like it says <clears throat> regarding the idea of Rash, this excitement, and Sar, same letters. The Rash becomes the Sar, that is there is the Shar, and the like it says, Zah, Hashar, this is the gateway to Avaya, the pathway for entering and exiting, that Hashem himself comes and reveals himself, and then there is the sar with the sin, like the hairs on the head that are white, like it says, the left hand is under my head, and the right hand embraces me. So that's the right left of shin and sin, depending on where the dot is placed. Now, it says in the beginning of 
the parsha. Do not follow after your eyes that you are led astray, because everything that we desire is called the feminine, that which is drawing us close. And then it can even be called the zaina, that it distracts us. It takes us away uh, into Gashmias. And at that time, we cannot receive directly from Ruchnias. And certainly that we cannot receive from the masculine, which is not the case with Valesa Sudo. If we do not go astray, then Tiskuru Vasisim will remember we will do them. Now we understand what it says I am Hashem, your God. Regarding this phrase, ani, which is the same letters as the word for I in nothingness, this is comparable to what it says. That is the, that Moshe dispatched the spies to determine is there trees? So again, it means here, literally, were there trees or not? But now we explain it to mean, was there eights? Eights is from the term for eitsa, ideas, which is the level of chachma, which is called eitsa, because eitsa is the wisdom and understanding of something. And it says, uh, Moshe is asking them, in the, when they go into the land, to should see, is there eitsa, is there chachma, or is there ayin, is there a level that is even higher, that is the source of chachma, like we know that Chachma comes from Ayin, a level even beyond that. Now, Havai is the level of Ashtalshlis, Yud, Simsim, Hey, Ispashtis, and so on, the shapes of the letters suggesting the process of how we go from the most concentrated to the most expressed, that is through the Tzimtzumim. And nevertheless, we say, Ani Havaya, that the level of Ani is the quality of Havaya, because Simsim and Hester are still going to be comparable. They are uh, contoured to those who dwell down here. But by Hashem, it's all one, and there is no separation. This is what it means when it says, who took you out of the land of Egypt? Because this world is called Mitzrayim because of the limitations and the pro- and the parameters, the Mitzrayim Mugvulim. Even though we say it's a 500-year journey from earth to the sky, but it's still limited at 500. And when we go out of all limitations, that is when we have this clamoring, we draw down and we make God, our own personal God, Elohim, the level of Tzimtzum, which draws down this tining of the level that is otherwise considered only like the hairs, this very minor glimpse, like it says, they sit and they benefit from it. And this is what it means, Kelekim Kedoshimhu, and as the Gemara in Yerushalmi explains, that his way is Kadosh and his words are Kadosh, that is drawing down the level of Kadosh literally. But it's drawn down again through the hairs, through the Tzimtzum, because Kadosh with the Vav is the level of drawing down Kodesh on, uh, in regards to the hairs, the level of Vav, the level of Kadosh, yeah, again, sometimes it's spelled without a Vav, sometimes with a Vav, when it says Kadosh El without the letter Vav. This is even higher than something that can be expressed. In contrast to when it talks about the status of the of the of the nazir that it says kadosh with the vav it suggests that it's drawn down, and therefore it is uh, drawn down to be your god. This is the meaning of elokim chayim. And regarding this, it says there was no eye has seen Hashem uh, other than those who seek Him out intellectually. That even though it says in the Gemara that this interpretation is a reference to the time of Chiyas Hamesim, nevertheless we can explain that it also is a reference to Ganeim. And then it says, Ani Hashem a second time. Why? Because of the great reward for the time of Tchiyas HaMesim, which is a revelation of the essence of Hashem that is not uh, uh, definable within Tzimtzum. It's a level of the higher Kodesh. Like it says, his garments are as white as snow, which is the level of tiny that is higher than the tiny that is revealed in the Pneumius, that is called the hairs on the head. And this is revealed in the future. Like it says, that will be the gift of the reward of mitzvahs. This is what it says, 
that the tzaddikim sit and their crowns are on their head. What is the crown? Is the idea of the market that is higher than the brain in the head, and certainly from the hairs. And this is what it means. And it says, "Ani Hashem, that I am trustworthy to repay you, because this repaying is the level of atzmasatayneg that now is beyond our capacity to grasp. But we can only touch it with amuna." And this is why it says twice ani, because this references the two levels, the level of the garment and the level of the hair that are both contained within the midst of tzitzis, because tzitzis has both characteristics. And this is why the acceptance, the personalization, the experience of this tainig is specifically through tchiyasamesim, because the guf, the body, will stand up and will have the benefit as being one with the soul, because this tainig is from the asmasa tainig, that is higher than the symptom or any subdivision. And it is drawn out specifically through the mitzvahs, because again, the highest is connected to the lowest. So the mitzvahs engage with the physical, and the physical appear to be lower, but they are stemmed in the higher. And that's why the ultimate uh, revelation will be dafka in a guf dafka, which is not the case of the Tanning and Ganeidim, which is a Hasagas of Panemius, which is to the Nishamas without the Gufim.